The divisional rounds are wrapped up, and the teams are set for the big conference championship games this Sunday each week on Cut the Check. NFL veterans are all worthy. Shares the best bets in football. You're putting money on the line betting NFL games. You need to subscribe to Cut the Check. I'm Brian Zwinner. Spent 20 years in the capital markets, but the man making the picks is my friend Jarrell Worthy. Jarrell, say hello. Man, good evening, guys. I'm very excited, man. We are at the final uh, stretch of the season, man. The conference championships, man. It's four of the best teams in the National Football League. I'm so excited to talk about it, bro. Oh, it's a big show. We're going to get right into it. Cut the check. We are all about getting you paid. Listen to us if you want to make some money. We got a challenge for our audience here on Locker Room. I'll personally take the action on any bet we suggest here on the show. 100 bucks for the base bet. $200 for our big check double down bet. 50 bucks on the props. Join the Locker Room chat. Get in there and tell me what you want to do. No vig here. Just straight up between my Locker Room friends. Jarrell, last week, divisional games, four strong teams knocked out. It was the Rams, the Ravens, the Browns, and the Saints. Which one of these teams do you expect to be ready to compete for a Super Bowl next year? Which one of the four teams that got knocked out has got the best chance? Well, I personally think it's the Baltimore Ravens that have the best, the best chance to get back. Um, you know, I think at the end of the day, they just need to add a receiver that's going to be dynamic with Lamar Jackson. We know that they can run the football. They see they have a lot of good young running backs that's going to be uh, thrilled to dominate this upcoming season. Their defense is young. Their defense is talented. They have opportunities to re-sign Matthew Judon uh, and Yannick as far as a pass rusher is concerned. But they got to go receiver, man. They got to get another dynamic playmaker. A uh, big-time receiver is going to be able to add some explosion um, to the, their offense. I think they're poised defensively uh, as, and as far as their head coach is concerned. But offensively, they need a receiver that's going to be able to stretch the field. Yeah, I mean, Hollywood Brown could take the top off of a defense, but I got to see a guy that can catch 100 balls on that team if they're going to be a Super Bowl champ. Absolutely. I mean, you know, when I'm looking at it, uh, the Browns did well this year. Uh, I think they're poised to make another run at it. Uh, the only difference is, um, you know, will ba- Baker Mayfield have an opportunity to repeat? You know, will this defense have an opportunity to be dominated again? Uh, their defensive line play was stellar this year. Uh, Sheldon Richardson really showed up, man, in ways that was uh, – um, that you could rely on, man. He really looked like a, a seasoned vet, um, and he really uh, played big-time football this past year. And I think at the end of the day, if they can improve their secondary some and compete with that AFC North, I mean, the Browns definitely have a shot as well. But um, I'm looking at the rosters. I'm looking at the Browns. I'm looking at an injured receiver. I'm looking at a guy that's sitting on uh, IR at the moment uh, that definitely needs a home. And, you know, obviously, you know, the Baltimore Ravens would love to welcome in a guy with that type of character into their their locker room. So I'm in favor of a, of a uh, Browns and Ravens trade for an OBJ, man. Cause I definitely think the uh, Ravens have an opportunity to get a playmaker and an upgrade and the Browns, you know, they see that they can have success. Uh, you know, Higgins had a lot of success in the absence of OBJ. So um, I really think that the Browns have an opportunity to make a deal here. Another receiver in that division that could be on the move is Juju Smith Schuster. Could you see him staying in the division and going over to the Ravens maybe? I mean, if that's the case, man, you know, uh, I don't think, you know, this is a guy that's uh, necessarily um, he's going to be a guy that's going to stick with the team for a long period of time. He's having fun. He's enjoying his life. He's enjoying his career. Um, He is a brand himself. So he doesn't necessarily need the Pittsburgh Steelers to represent him. He's a high class, uh, big time receiver. And realistically, he probably wants to see if he can have an opportunity to be successful outside of that Pittsburgh uh, culture. 
Yeah, or a guy like uh, Kenny Holiday, if he uh, Galladay, if he could stay healthy, he'd be a, a big upgrade for the Ravens. He's another free agent out there in the wide receiver space that could really help that team. Yeah, absolutely, man. Dynamic playmaker, a uh, guy that can stretch the field, uh, had an opportunity to really ball in Detroit, and I think that, um, you know, they're letting the guy go, a guy that needs to test the waters, a guy that needs to get out of a toxic situation in Detroit, man. We know that superstars leave that city often, man, and it's it's been the their mantra over the last uh, decade or so. And so I think, man, he got the opportunity to go to Baltimore. Um, Baltimore welcoming any of these receivers into their culture and playing next to Lamar Jackson, knowing that you're going to be one-on-one because they're going to have eight in the box. It's, uh, I think, you know, it's, it's definitely – going to be fun playing next to him absolutely all right well let's jump right in here to the games we'll start with the early game it's the bucks and the packers bucks they got that 30 to 20 win over the saints the defense for the bucks stepped up huge picked off drew Brees three times tom brady and the offense did just enough to capitalize on the mistakes and get the win what did the bucks do right what did you like about the way the bucks played the saints last weekend uh, well, it was in their press man defense. Um, you know, they had that two man look. They had that two shell cover or a cover four look as well. Um, they kept everything in front. They had the receivers pressed at the line of scrimmage. Uh, Michael Thomas dealing with all the injuries he's dealing with didn't have an opportunity to come up with any catches. Was shut down at the line of scrimmage. Tried to psychologically get himself going in the pregame, but ended up leading leading to his demise. But I think you know it just came down to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being physical up front on their front seven, uh, as well as being physical at the top of the routes with the Saints receivers, man. We saw, you know, from the linebacking core to the secondary, uh, to this young secondary at that, uh, being dominant in this type of situation, man. They really uh, had an opportunity to be uh, very physical with these Saints receivers. All right. And the Packers got a nice 14-point victory over the Rams. Aaron Rodgers just continues to be sharp. The run game was really dominant for the Packers. The Rams had stopped everyone this day with their defense this season what how did green bay put up 32 points what did they do right to get to this this round well they played the run just they played the run well enough you know uh acres had 18 carries for uh, 98 yards he did have a touchdown but it wasn't the explosive 174 yards that he was you know having uh the prior weeks before um, so they did it just enough in the run game to be uh, successful. But realistically, man, they, you know, Jack, uh, Goff didn't have an opportunity to really push the ball down the field, man. He was 21 for 27, but it was only for 174 in the touchdown. And so that's never going to get it done when you're talking about playing against Aaron Rodgers on the other side of the football field. And so realistically, that's the Rams question mark this offseason is whether or not they are comfortable with Goff uh, being under uh, under center next year, man, because we know that, Yes, their offense is predicated off of, you know, the jet motions. They're predicated off the play-action pass. Uh, but realistically, their offense runs because uh, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup have tremendous yards after catch. Like, it's not, nece- it's not um, you know, invisible to the eye that, you know, people uh, see that Cooper Cup and uh, Woods get a lot of yak after they catch that ball, man. So I really think that, you know, the Rams have an opportunity to make – of this, they have a chance to make a change this offseason, man. All right. We're looking at this Bucks packers game. These two teams played back on October 18th. It feels like a long time ago, but the Bucks flat out slapped the Packers 38-10. to 10. Aaron Rodgers, by far his worst game of the season. He threw two picks. Brady was efficient. He had two touchdowns. Jones ran for two touchdowns. 
Does that game mean anything at this point today? Does it? Do, do we have to worry about that when we're picking this game and making a bet here, or do we forget about that and just focus on more recent history? No, no, you never forget, man, especially when you're facing against a premier quarterback in Tom Brady, bro. You never forget. They got blints, man, earlier in the season. They got wiped off the floor. Ronald Jones was running all over the place. Gronk was doing his thing. Tom Brady was throwing all over the place. And so I know a guy like Aaron Rodgers takes those things personally, and he wants to have an opportunity to have the last say-so, especially at home in Lambeau. And and realistically, he's been waiting for this moment for some time now in his career, uh, getting the conference championship playing at Lambeau. So I think at the end of the day, man, we get to see two premier quarterbacks duel it out. They have an opportunity to put up premier numbers, and we might not never see this matchup um, ever again unless Tampa Bay and Green Bay have an opportunity to repeat their success next year. So we really have to cherish the moment. It's a legacy game for sure. Let's break down both sides of the ball. Let's start when the Bucks are on offense and Green Bay's on defense. Who has the advantage and how will Tom Brady use his many weapons against this Green Bay day? What does that matchup look like to you? Well, technically, you know, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have the advantage uh, when it comes to the weapons they have. I mean, obviously the running backs are elite, tight ends are elite, the receivers are elite. Um, you know, the, the Green Bay linebackers have struggled uh, in, run, in, in run responsibility. Their gap responsibility haven't been as physical up front. The addition of Snacks Harrison, man, coming into that lineup has always been uh, the biggest free agent signing that I've talked about uh, over the last six weeks because you get a veteran in there who's been able to plug holes. That's probably why Cam Akers did not run all over the place like he was accustomed to uh, in weeks prior. So I think, you know, with having a guy like that in there to solidify and continue to get more comfortable in the Green Bay Packers uh, uniform and scheme, that that definitely boasts well for the for the Green Bay Packers rush defense. But if these guys get ahead of steam downhill, man, you know that Tom Brady's going to work that play-action pass. He's going to work those deep routes, those over routes. Um, and realistically, man, uh, I, I just think the Green Bay Packers don't have enough in their secondary to contest with these guys in a one-on-one matchup uh, over four quarters. Yeah, just too many weapons to cover. All right, flip it over to the other side of the ball. Aaron Rodgers, spectacular this season, presumptive MVP connection he has with Devontae Adams. It has just been straight up lethal. Aaron Jones has added a totally new dimension to this offense this season. How will the pack attack what's been a very good Bucks defense in this game? What do you expect them to do? Uh, I think they'll have to come with scheme uh, because, you know, realistically, if you're lining, you know, man on man, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers front seven is elite, man. We're talking about Indomitian Sue, JPP, Shaq Barrett, uh, you got Devin White, who hasn't missed a snap this year other than having to be out because of COVID. Um, you got Levante David over there. So their front seven is elite, as well as they're talking about getting Villavea back off the IR. So I think when you when you are stuck with so many superstars in that uh, in that atmosphere, you don't want to go right down the uh, right down the pipe with these guys. You want to make make sure you spread these guys out, spread the ball around. Um, get into a lot of uh, pick and rub routes, which you saw that Tampa Bay was very uh, successful last week in their met in their press man coverage, keeping everything in front. Well, the Green Bay Packers are one of the best teams in the NFL at making adjustments off that press man. They have a lot of routes that adjust off those guys, and Devontae Adams is one of the best guys when it comes to those adjustments. And so, if these guys start to get behind, um, then we can start to see Aaron Rodgers open this thing up. But, you know, Tom Brady is going to be the king of, uh, of clock management. So I don't necessarily know if I'm going to be seeing a, such a high-scoring game as we saw uh, in, in the earlier weeks. 
All right, Terrell, it's time now for the pick. You played for both of these teams. The Packers yeah, drafted you, the Bucks were your last team. It's going to be a yeah, cold, man. possibly snowy day up there in Green Bay. Yeah. Packers are a three-point favorite. Who gets your bet this week? Ooh, man, who gets my bet this week? So I'm going to go – I'm going to go in favor of the pack. I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers um, to get revenge, to get redemption. Um, Aaron Rodgers over Tom Brady uh, from being embarrassed over uh, early in the year. I, I think that uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to have an opportunity. He's going to have to uh, he's going to have to tap dance a little bit between this front seven, man. We're talking about some of the best pass rushers in the National Football League that he's going to have to be, uh, be going against. But I think that he's done this before. He's had an opportunity to beat elite defenses before. And I just think that the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field, uh, with everything that they have uh, surrounding this football team, they have an opportunity uh, to be dominant heading, headed down to Tampa. So I'm going to roll with the Green Bay Packers. All right. The Packers minus three, giving three is the pick. Let's give the listeners some QB prop bets here. I mean, this is Brady, Rodgers. It is flat-out iconic. Two clear Hall of Famers, two of the best to ever play. Rodgers, the line I got this afternoon was 279.5, just under 280. Brady, they're looking for him to have to throw a little bit more. They've got him at 289.5. Over-unders on these QBs, just under 280, just under 290. Who makes it work? Man, the the Sharks know exactly what they're doing, man. Don't fall for that, man. First and foremost, I'm going to go over on Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to go under on Tom Brady um, because of the simple fact that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have an opportunity to run the football very well. They have two good running backs that can essentially average over four yards a carry in their career, um, and they have an opportunity to control the clock. We know that Green Bay Packers can score at any given moment. They have big playability all over the football field. So, I, like I said before, Tom Brady is the king of, of clock management. He is the king of making sure that he has the last possession in order to secure a win. So, I think that at the end of the day, man, when on these over and under props, I'm going to go under on Tom and I'm going to go over on Aaron. Yeah, look for the Bucks to try to play ball control, run the football. Jones will be back playing well. Fournette's been playing excellent for them the last few weeks. Correct. And they're going to want to shorten this game. They're not going to want to give Aaron Rodgers extra possessions. Well, really, they don't want to give their – they don't want to give Aaron Rodgers extra, extra possessions because the secondary with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are – they're still young. They played well and uh, over the last uh, several weeks. But I, like I said before, man – the Saints game was an emotional game. That was in a revenge game from getting wiped out earlier in the year. And now the Green Bay Packers have an opportunity to do the same. And I don't think that Aaron Rodgers is going to take this uh, opportunity lightly. And he's really going to have an, he's going to really have these guys schemed up as far as uh, these passing routes and the concepts are concerned. So I just think that this is going to be a, a, an amazing day. I like the pick. Cut the check is sponsored by Vigit, the sports betting social network. Change the way America bets on sports. Play in the Vigit Weekly NFL Free-to-Play Challenge and win prizes. You can bet against us head-to-head on the Vigit app. Challenge any picks today for Vigit coin. You got to bring it to Vigit. Download the Vigit app now and enter promo code CUTTHECHECK to start winning today. Jarrell, it's time to flip it over to the AFC Championship game. We have been waiting on this one for a while. It's the Bills heading up to Kansas City. The Bills got a convincing 17-3 win over the Ravens. Uh, they were able to – the D stepped up massively, stopped Lamar Jackson in the Ravens' run game. Josh Allen kind of dinked and dunked his way to, uh, to, the, to the win. The run game completely absent from Buffalo, very worrying. What, 
what impressed you most about the Bills and that win over the Ravens? Uh, it was the containment of Lamar Jackson. It came down to um, how well their front seven played. Uh, you know, obviously uh, getting Matt Milano back in the lineup uh, after a few weeks, man, he's really uh, been able to, to be a great compliment to Edmonds. And I think that their defensive line has been aggressive. Uh, Jerry Hughes had a couple sacks in that game, and that, that was really, uh, you know, some game changers and some key situations for the Buffalo Bills. And so, you know, these guys had an opportunity to really get back there and, and hit and contain one of the most elite quarterbacks in the National Football League. And their secondary is now playing at an elite level. Now you insert that rookie who took the ball to the house, man, to risk essentially uh, win the game for the Buffalo Bills. We now know and we've always known that the Buffalo Bills can win games with their defense. We didn't know that Josh Allen was going to be spectacular like this. We didn't know that Stephen Diggs was going to be so elite um, in Buffalo in his first campaign. Uh, but it's been able to mesh. Uh, finally, uh, Leslie Frazier has the defensive backs coordinating on the same level. And you got a young rookie that's dominating. So, I mean, the Buffalo Bills really showed uh, that they were coachable. They showed that they had an opportunity to make adjustments from um, earlier campaigns against the Baltimore Ravens, and um, they they showed up and played, man. Uh, Baltimore, they had an emotional win the week before, and they failed uh, to come back the second week and uh, live up to expectations, man. I like the way Tremont Edmonds played, too, for the Bills. He uh, He's going to have a big, uh, big role in trying to contain everything that's going on and keep everything in front of him. So the Chiefs, they got a 22-17 to win over the Browns, but obviously the big news, Patrick Mahomes getting knocked out with a concussion. All right, you got to tell me, man, Chad Henney, fourth and inches, they call a rollout pass play. Great call or batshit crazy? What do you think? So Andy Reid is the king of what you're not expecting. Um, He is one of the greatest play callers of all time, bro. Like, he is is one of the kings of it. And, I mean, the rollout pass, you're not expecting it. Uh, Big, huge quarterback who just ran for third and 14. Um, You would expect that they could easily put the ball back in his hands for the fourth down stop. Yeah, just lean him forward, right? (laughs) Exactly. But – you're not expecting the rollout. As you can see, if you if you go back to the play and you look at the play, uh, the secondary and linebackers were both caught off guard to where you got Tariq Hill just sitting wide out there to where you could just sit down and uh, ice the game. So I definitely think that the the, the Kansas City Chiefs, um, you know, even with Chad Henney, they have a shot because they can run the football. All right. Well, it doesn't look like we'll have to worry about that. Let's get into the breakdown of the matchups. When the Bills are on offense, you know, the Ravens made the Bills completely one-dimensional, totally shut down the run game. They forced everything to stay short. Uh, The Bills got very conservative and just relied on their defense. Will Josh Allen and Stephen Diggs open it up more against the Chiefs, or will they try that same kind of offense again this week here? Well, they don't have a choice but to try to control the, uh, the, the time management. They, don't, they have to get more possessions than the Kansas City Chiefs in this upcoming game because regardless of whether Patrick Mahomes is playing or not, the Chiefs offense is still going to operate at an elite level uh, because of the play calling of Andy Reid. He's going to find some way to get the ball out, to get the ball in space, to get the ball to his playmakers right away. And so, you know, regardless, the, camp, uh, the Buffalo Bills have to have an opportunity to control uh, possessions in this game. And so they have to establish the run game. They have to establish a running 
a, a balanced offense. Um, we saw it over the last couple of weeks. They've only been averaging about 16 attempts uh, per game, and it's and it's been. And they're not getting much out of those attempts. I mean, exactly three, three yards at most. Exactly, and realistically, out of those 16 attempts, about six or seven of them are coming from the quarterback position. So. Not only are you starting to put your quarterback in a in harm's way like the Kansas City Chiefs did last week, um, and how Patrick Mahomes literally just fell over after taking that blow. Uh, you know, it says it was a pinched nerve, but at the end of the day, regardless, getting hit like that is what it is. So I think the Buffalo Bills, you know, they have to find some balance uh, and give their defense a rest because we know that Andy Reid is going to try to tire this defense out. They're secondary. He knows that they're good. So to cause chaos, I think we're going to see a lot of no huddle. We're going to see a lot of the same sets pushing down the football field and having guys uh, staying on the field because if the offense can't substitute, then the defense can't substitute. So I think the Kansas City Chiefs actually win that matchup when it comes to a no huddle situation. You think the, uh, the Chiefs will try to rely a little bit more on the run game this weekend? Or they'll, you know, they had a lot of success when these two teams played back on October 19th. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, he was excellent in that game. Had yes. 161 rushing yards against the Bills. Will they try to run the bill the Bills out of this game, or they're going to continue to deal to their uh, their many many weapons, Hill, Kelsey, and so on? I think we'll see a plethora of the two. Um, I personally think we'll see more Le'Veon Bell in this game. You know, obviously we see we have Patrick Mahomes uh, going through a situation where uh, we don't necessarily know how he's going to deal when you have a concussion or a pinched nerve, regardless, whatever. You're not you're not fine in 48 hours, obviously. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, it's going to come down to a game time decision. Uh, You know, he's still trying to process a lot of information when it comes to the game plan. I mean, we're talking about when you talk about the offense, they're going into the game plan going into the game with about 80 plays that they have to memorize. And if you're talking about Andy Reid, they're talking about one of the most complex playbooks in the National Football League. So it's a lot to process, man. It's a lot to come through with. And, I, you know, it's a lot on his shoulders um, at the moment. But. You know, they can do it, man. Claude Edwards. Hey, it's a big shoulder. This, is, this yeah. is an MVP. This is a Super Bowl winner. I mean, if yeah. he's healthy enough, he should be just fine. <laughs> yeah, he should be just fine. Um, but as you said before, their running game was dominant, bro. Uh, you know, Claude Edwards Alaire with, with 162 yards. Um, you know, obviously, I think Andy Reid is going to come back to that formula because he's a guy that's going to go. Uh, where, where, where the you know, obviously, where the Fab goes. If they can, if they're giving up the run, I'm gonna give it. Um, you know, but as we've seen before, the Kansas City Chiefs are still averaging around the same rushing attempts as the Buffalo Bills. Uh, they haven't been as explosive on the, in the running game over the last several weeks anyway. So we don't know if that running, running game is going to be as dominant as it was in the prior week um, that they played the Buffalo Bills. All right, Jarrell, it's time for the pick. This is a tough one, man. Chiefs are a three-point favorite. Feels like the Sharps have found a really tough spot here. Can yeah. the Chiefs pull out the win by more than a field goal? Where are you putting your money this week? I'm going to put my money on the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to put my money on the hot hand, uh, on the hot hand team that has the best camaraderie at the moment. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty over there in Kansas City. Uh, you know, obviously Clyde Edwards or Lair is dealing with some rib injuries or something of the sort um, that's uh, that's hindering him from being a full participant in practice. Uh, you got you obviously got Patrick Mahomes that's been in and out. Uh, you don't necessarily know his status, and you don't know his status after he gets hit for the first time. So I'm going to roll it in favor of the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to roll in favor of Josh Allen. Um, he's had career highs up until this point um, in every statistical category uh, thus far. Um, you know, 
he's easily going to be one of the most improved players uh, or up for that award this year. And so, I mean, the Buffalo Bills, everything they got rolling, veterans on the outside in their secondary and a, and a, and a red hot uh, rookie nickel cornerback. Um, and, and Johnson right now. So I'm definitely going to roll with the Buffalo Bills. All right, and you're even catching three points. So even a close Chiefs win will make some money. Absolutely, man. I mean, I think, you know, I think it's going to be a crazy game. I, and I, I just really like the way uh, the Buffalo Bills offense has adjusted. Um, you know, they were getting a lot of big plays down the field with Josh Allen earlier in the season. And they know Josh Allen has a big arm. So what do defenses do? They adjust. They, they start to run the cover two, the cover four. Um, keeping everything in front. And so we haven't necessarily seen those big, huge downfield plays unless it's been by play action. But what we have seen as Stephen Diggs adjust his routes, we have seen him catch and run after the after the uh, after the pass and be able to extend drive. So, um, you know, I, ha- I mean, I-, I-, I definitely like the Buffalo Bills and their adjustments uh, and being able to come out uh, with a strong showing. All right, the Bills plus three is the pick. We got two of the best wide receivers in the game. Talked about them a bunch already. Tyreek Hill, Stephen Diggs. Diggs is on an absolute tear. He's averaging 117 yards per game. Hill averaging 110, but kind of quiet the last few weeks of the season. The line for this game, it's 94 and a half yards for Diggs, 83 yards for Hill on the wide receiver receiving yards props. Can Diggs go over 94 and a half yards against this defense? Hill yeah. 83. What's the pick? I'm going to go over on both of those. Um, this is going to be that type of game. Um, regardless of the performance that we talked about last week from Josh Allen, Stephen Diggs still managed to get over 100 yards on the stat sheet. So we know that he's going to get his touches. I think he, had, him, yeah, I think he needs the ball. <laughs> he needs the ball in his hands. And obviously he is the energizer bunny for this offense, man. When he gets the first down, the way he celebrates, the way guys feel, feel uh, feed off his energy, um, he is the catalyst that makes this offense go. And I think at the end of the day, man, he's going to find his targets because Sean McDermott knows that this game is all about a momentum swing. You got to bet, you got to take your swings and you got to take your punches that come back. But he knows that they can continue to get momentum with Stephen Diggs, then uh, they'll have some things rolling. And you'll take Hill over 83 yards as well. Absolutely, because they're going to get Hill the football in various ways. They're going to get him the football on screens, um, slants, uh, you know, slant and goes. Uh, he's going to have a plethora of different routes in this type of game. Um, it's winter go home, man. So we're going to definitely see the best players get the football. Got to feed him. Got to feed him. Cut the check is sponsored by Thrive Fantasy and Daily Fantasy Sports, an eSports app for player props. Thrive's fantasy games are the easiest to play. They only ask you about the stars. Select 10 individual player over-under props on stats like passing or rushing yards and playing cash tournaments for prizes. Cat Thrive has awarded over $1 million since launching. Use promo code BTG, beyond the game, BTG, and receive a $20 match on your first deposit of $20 or more. Download the Thrive Fantasy app or sign up at thrivefantasy.com and prop up today. Jarrell, you only got two to pick from this week. It's time for the big check bet. It is the double down bet. You got two choices. It's easy. Packers minus three or Bills plus three. Which bet do you want to double down? Where do you feel the strongest this week? I feel the strongest with the Buffalo Bills. I feel the strongest with the Bills Mafia this week, man. My big check bet is going to be the Buffalo Bills over the Kansas City Chiefs having an opportunity to go out to Kansas City, uh, get a, get in an, in, getting an impressive win over a dominant football team and having an opportunity to bring it 
uh, down to Tampa, man. And so I think Josh Allen is here. He's here to shine. He's having an opportunity to put on an MVP-style campaign. And so I really believe in Bills Mafia, my dog Jerry Hughes over there, um, the the no-fly zone in, the, in that secondary. And so I'm going to roll with the Buffalo Bills. Like they said back in the day, no one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. So. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, man. I'm going to roll with the Buffalo Bills, man. Pull out the tables. Get the Dudley brothers. Get the tables. I'm rolling with the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are our big check bet. That's it for the conference championship week picks. We will be back in two weeks' time, 9 p.m. Eastern time, live on the Locker Room app, Wednesday, February 3rd, to recap the action from these games, give you the picks for that big-time Super Bowl down in Tampa. Locker Room app live. Don't forget, you get the chance to bet live, real cash with me. Tune in live on the Locker Room app. You listen on the podcast networks, download that locker room app now and join us live next week. If you're listening on the podcast networks, that works fine too. Hit that subscribe button, rate our show, leave a comment, follow us on at cut the check pod on Instagram to check out more content. Jarrell, we are one weekend away from the Super Bowl. It's going to be a fun one no matter who makes it through. What are you feeling at this point in the season? Oh, man, I'm feeling excitement, man. I'm feeling cheese heads. I'm feeling tables um, in the Super Bowl. So I like my picks this week, man. I like uh, two of the four teams that I competed for uh, being in the Super Bowl. So I'm very excited about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. It'd be great. Well, join us back in two weeks' time. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you before the Super Bowl. Yes, sir.